look on Take It Easy, a podcast that makes you think, laugh, and grow. Hey, guys. It's Hazel. Hey, it's Madi. And I'm Thalisa, a 20-something Taurus sun, Virgo moon, Libra rising. And I'm here with... Cora from Capricorn Astrology. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. I'm so hey, happy girl, to be hey. here. <laughs> oh, we've been looking forward to this episode forever, and it like perfectly aligned because I was like, we did a birth chart. You know, we were like, we don't know anything about birth charts, but we talked about our signs. Mm-hmm. And then she saw that there were classes, and I was like, and then I met you, and I was like, I have to ask her um, to be on the podcast. Divine timing. I was so nervous <laughs> to ask you, but I'm glad it worked out. So yeah, that's why we're I, here. well, I'm so excited. This is my first official podcast I've been on. <gasps> wow, so thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so honored. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience. Sure. Um, so I've been doing astrology for maybe about seven, eight years now. Um, I have kind of an interesting story or journey to finding astrology, but, um, I actually found my, or saw my birth chart for the first time during my yoga teacher training while I was still in college. Um, and so pretty much since that moment, I was like, wow, look at how much more than I originally thought like originally I just thought oh I'm a Capricorn you know that's pretty much all there is and then looking at the birth chart I was like wow there's so much more information there's like so much different um qualities and you know different energies that I have and it pretty much just uh snowballed from there and I've been interested in astrology uh since then and um, I started my business about four years ago, so I've been, you know, teaching astrology, doing birth chart readings, and teaching classes and stuff. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now. And she's really good, guys. Oh, awesome. <laughs> she's, she's a good teacher. I'm excited. Good explainer. Just ten out of ten. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We all say that like our first experience with astrology is like Walter Mercado. Like oh when yeah our yeah. Elders would watch it. Yep. Yeah. And yep. like the newspaper. That was really mucho yes. mucho amor. Yeah. I watched yeah. that that movie. I love that. I still haven't yet. Really? I will. I will. After this, I will. Maybe. I he's he's amazing. Day. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Oh my god, phenomenal. I love it. But yeah, so we would love for you to talk a little bit about astrology which i know is like yeah what can you talk about right because it's well, so what vast. is astrology exactly so yeah so us, <laughs> most people know astrology as their sun sign like when people say oh my zodiac sign is capricorn or taurus you know they're saying what their sun sign is but essentially that's just one tiny little piece of the whole picture but astrology when you're looking at your birth chart you're looking at a mix of all of the signs all of the planets and how they're uniquely placed uh the exact day time and place that you were born so it's very specific um and basically you know the planets are different energies you know they're like the actors the signs are kind of like the costumes that they wear the qualities that they embody and then the houses are the places that they fall into so Um, the combination of houses, signs, and planets just creates like a fully unique birth chart. Um, Everyone's birth chart is completely unique to themselves. Like I compare it to like a snowflake. Mm -hmm. So everyone's chart is just so different. And even twins, I've I've done readings for twins before. They even have different charts. So I think that's really cool to see how, you know, some, even people, so uh, related to each other can have different energies and Mm -hmm. express themselves differently. I love that. So 
interesting. Yeah. yeah. As soon as my sister was born and we got home, I was like, cafe astrology. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read it. I was like, I, this, I want her to form a personality first. I have yet to go back, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I noticed that like <clears throat> basically your birth chart is like um, a working graph of your whole life. So mm-hmm. when you're born, like especially kids, they'll, they'll really only be exercising certain parts of their chart. Yeah. They're not going to be in their career house, right? Yeah, They're not yeah. going to be like – you know, doing like major spirituality work or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like they're just learning how to walk. They're just learning how to eat. They're just mm-hmm. learning like they're what their vibing. family's like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> like that's what I love about astrology too, is it's not really fixed. It's, it changes like yeah. throughout your life and that's what shifts I and grows. People. Yeah. Because you know, when you meet people who are, I don't want to call them skeptics, but they don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. they're like oh i'm afraid to do that or like i'm nothing like that and it's like right or when they read their sun sign and they're like that's not me or they're very generalized it's like of course because that's only one aspect mm-hmm. and like you taught in class usually when you read your horoscope you should read your rising sign correct yes yeah so oh. tell us about that yeah so um your rising sign is basically the uh sign on the eastern horizon the moment you were born so mm-hmm. the rising sign accounts for the time that you were born so mm-hmm. within a single day like if you you were born, say, December 25th, right? Mm -hmm. On that day, every single sign will pass the rising. So that's why you have to know the time in order to find the rising. But the way horoscopes are written is actually like it'll take whatever event is supposed to happen, like astrological event is supposed to happen that day, and it'll write it based on what house it falls in. And so in order to find what house it falls in, you need to know the rising sign because it'll say like, say – the event is in Aquarius, but you're a Libra rising, you have to count five houses to the Aquarius house, and that's the themes that will come out. Versus if you're, you know, Taurus sun, if you read the Taurus horoscope, it's going to be five signs from the Taurus horoscope. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a different um, prediction, essentially. You start talking math. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah right? Well, astrology, no, astrology is actually very mathematical. That's kind of like why I love it. I've always been into math. I know it's not everyone's, you know, forte. It's my, my weak spot. But, you know, I appreciate it for yeah. what it is for sure. Yeah. Because in astrology, you have degrees. You have mm-hmm. the aspects. I know we learned that in the yeah. class. The aspects are the angles between the planets. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like, you know, 90 degree angle, 180 degree angle, you know, 60 degree angle, all those angles create different alignments with the planets. That was so, my favorite part of the class. Cause like, that's what, cause look at this. Yeah. I know. It's like, I'm very complicated. Yeah. There's it's math it's in the all, middle. Yeah. So I'm that's like, all you what see. does that mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Go, go figure that out. I suck at math and that's the part that I'm like, tell <laughs> yeah. me everything about that part, yeah. please. I mean, it's like basic math, but it's, you have to be able to like almost visualize it it's very like visual it's like almost geometry yeah you know like so geometry Mm. Geometry is actually my worst class (laughs) yeah there we go there's that maybe that's why it's not sticking probably there we go now now we (laughs) now i get it so it's not my fault it's yeah (laughs) i heard i heard some people though or i heard people say like if you're into math you're into astrology if you're into like reading or literacy you're into tarot because tarot oh, is more, that makes so much yeah. Because tarot is more like you know building a story yeah. and yeah. building archetypes, so it's less mathematical, more like um, yeah, like telling a story almost, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as you read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. interesting. I can yeah. see it. I can yeah, definitely I can see that, it. Yeah. yeah, everyone that I do know that is tarot that makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we would love to get into big three because sure. I feel like. 
if you're on TikTok, if you're on the interwebs, anywhere, that's yeah. everyone's like, what's your big three? And people are like, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Are you asking for my social security like, number? <laughs> All right, are you asking for my three favorite no, restaurants? Are you asking, like, what is it? What is it? Big three what? My favorite three seasons? I don't know what that means. So can you sure. dive in a little bit about that? So when people say big three, I would typically order it like this. I would say, you know, your sun sign is the first one. The moon sign would be the second one. And then the rising sign. Mm-hmm. So the reason why those three pieces are usually like the big three or like the three, you know, important pieces you start with is because the sun sign, usually most people know that's their zodiac sign Mm -hmm. that's based on the day you were born. So you don't even need to put the year or the time. Usually you'll figure out what the sun sign is. And then the moon sign, so so let me go back for a second. So the sun sign represents your outward personality. Mm -hmm. Think the sun, right? The sun is light. It gives us purpose. It gives us energy, right? So it's kind of like your outward personality. The moon sign is represents your inside. So it tends to be more like how you feel on the inside. Um, your emotions um, also represents like your family life or your mother, your kind of the nurturing energy, what b- makes you feel comfortable. So the moon sign is super powerful for understanding yourself. That was the piece when I first saw my birth chart and I realized I was a Scorpio moon. I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because <laughs> I'm very intense. You know, I get like really possessed. Uh, like obsessed with certain things like mm-hmm. if I'm you know into a hobby like astrology I'm like all right full force like yeah. I'm not yeah. stopping you know <laughs> so I was like wow that makes so much sense and that's how I feel more inside myself rather than outside like not all a lot of people see that side mm-hmm. outwardly um and then the most outward energy would be the rising the rising represents your personality outwardly it kind of um Think of the idea of the rising. It's kind of like the sign on the eastern horizon, just like where the sun rises. Mm -hmm. So think of that sunrise. You know, it's like, all right, I'm waking up. Like, here I am. You know, I'm born into the world. So the rising is um, like your outward personality. It's how maybe other people uh, see you the first time. Like first impressions. First impressions. That's always what I correlated to. Yeah. First impressions. But it also, yeah, sorry. Also like um, your outlook on life. Yeah. Both how others see you and how you see others and the world. Yeah. So sorry. No. Don't be. You yeah. know, you know it all. So please tell us, please. Yeah. Because yeah. every time people ask me, I'm like, I like blank because I'm like, I don't want to say it wrong to you. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, moon is like when you're by yourself. It's like who you are deep down. And then yeah. I'm like rising. First impressions, it's it's how people see you. But mm-hmm. I don't think about the how you see the world. Yeah. And the sun is just like, that's your person. Like, that's just who you are. Like, yeah. That, I'm always like, mm, I forget the <laughs> definitions. Once you, when they ask me, I'm like, don't put me on the spot. I don't right. know. Just look it up. Yeah. I can't help you, you know? Sometimes the sun is associated with the father energy. Okay. So think like sun, father, moon, mother, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes okay. those mm-hmm. two, you know, um, create that holistic picture yeah and and we were talking about kids like when you know when i'm looking at a child's birth chart i really focus on the sun and moon because that's the most important pieces that are Mm -hmm. activated you know when they're young is their solar and their lunar energy yeah absolutely and ever since learning like the moon is your mom i'm like oh yeah a hundred percent and it's Mm -hmm. so funny because like my moon sign is my mom's sun sign Mm -hmm. so it's very much I am like my mother, and when I'm not like her, I am like my father mm. because he's an Aries, and I'm right after. Mm-hmm. So, just a culmination of confusion going on. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, is your Venus in Aries? Let's no, my see. Venus is in Gemini. Actually. Oh, okay. Okay, right. Yeah. Right. 
So, big threes. Who would who would like to go first to learn a little bit about themselves and their big three? I'll go first. <laughs> okay, go first, Maddie. Go first. Um, you know, diving in. Yeah, I don't know where to start. Well, I know that my my sun sign I'm Sagittarius, mm-hmm. and I believe. We got notes, we got papers here, guys. Uh-huh. Your little ruffling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my, pretty sure my moon sign is a Libra. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think my moon and my rising are both Libra. Yep. Oh. Libra moon and Libra rising. Look at that. Yeah. Well, okay, you can read a chart. Okay. You can visualize it. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you a little bit about that? Absolutely, because so, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you have, not only you have your sun in Sagittarius, you also have Mercury next to your sun. So, both, uh, so Mercury represents, like, your mind, communication, mm-hmm. and the sun is, like, you know, your personality. So, like, communication seems to be, like, a big part of who you are, talking, speaking, <laughs> um, you know, conversing with, you know, friends, family, anyone mm-hmm. is, like, probably very natural and easy for you. Um, but Sagittarius is a very adventurous, outgoing, mm-hmm. um, very free thinking, you mm-hmm. know, wants to have fun, um, but also like into philosophies and learning new things, being like almost deep with that too. Mm-hmm. So expanding the mind, um, other cultures could be a big draw, travel, foreign, you know, lands could be a big draw for you too. Yeah. And it looks like it's in your second house, which is the house of finance uh money income food possession so even though that's a very like expansive outward energy you also are very grounded with that like it's very it's almost put into a practical lens like you're very practical with the way you um with your energy interesting and then the moon (laughs) sign in libra and your rising both libra is um both of those want uh partnerships connection um, harmony among mm-hmm. other people. So, um, you know, whether that's best friends or cousins or, you know, family mm-hmm. or relationships or business partners, like that connection is super important mm-hmm. and that bond will make you feel comforted and being in relationships with whatever kind of relationship that is, like that feels securing. That's like what makes you feel most comforted. Yeah. Oh, love it. Do you yeah. agree? I feel it. Yeah. I mean, Definitely on the relationships part. I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sagittarius part, I don't I feel like I definitely um, connect with, like, the other cultures and, like, the travel and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because, like, I definitely – that's something that I definitely want to do. Like, I've always had a draw to, like – I always feel like where I am isn't where I should be. Like, I feel like I should be somewhere else yeah. like you yeah, know what like i mean like grounded right mm-hmm. um as far as like the outgoing i, I don't feel like i'm out, very outgoing <laughs> she's not yeah. the only sagittarius in my life that when they read their stuff they're like that's not who i right. am like, yeah. I'm like i'm not very like i'm not outgoing i feel extroverted. like yeah i'm not extroverted yeah. at mm-hmm. least not at first maybe like as I get very, very comfortable mm-hmm. with people around me, then maybe I'm a bit more. But even then, I feel like I'm always pretty, like, subdued. Yeah. Like, so to hear that, I'm like, I feel like that's not. Yeah. Well, so here's kind of the nuance of astrology. So Sagittarius is be is the ruler of the planet Jupiter. 
Now, we want to look at specifically what sign your Jupiter is in, and that can also bring more context as to what kind of Sagittarius energy you have. Okay. Your Jupiter is in Taurus. Whoa. So Taurus is a more introverted sign. It's okay. and, and like I said, your son is in the second house, which is the Taurus house. Mm-hmm. So both of those qualities together, I would say, does make sense why you don't feel as, you know, wild or extroverted. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sagittarius, like, uh, you know, at, at its highest elevated self is wild. I just think yeah, that no. could be yeah. a possibility, right? Yeah. Like some people are, you know, a little wild. Yeah. But, but um, the – but I really think like what you said, like the expanding your mind and, you know, mm-hmm. learning about other things, maybe yeah. even feeling unsettled, like mm-hmm. wanting to just do something mm-hmm. like that could be part of it too. But the Taurus energy, so Jupiter and Taurus is very grounding, very sensual, like very food, you know, very mm-hmm. much practical, like I said. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure like um, the more natural things of life is like most grounding and like yeah. what makes you feel most connected to. Do you I love know. to cook? I like to bake. Okay. All right. Cooking. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Baking. Do you like to eat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise you the first 35 episodes we did, we would be like, wow, we're so hungry. We would talk about food. Yeah. (laughs) We would derail and be like, oh, we should get chicken. Oh, yeah. We got to try that. Taurus rules the throat. So, you know. Oh, interesting. So, that's why a lot of Tauruses are actually good singers. Um, so Taurus is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also like, you know, the, the food and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but think of also the throat, not just as, um, food, but anything you're taking in consuming. So like, um, you know, Taurus rules like the five senses. So like the smells, the taste, the touches, like, um, I always think of like, uh, flowers blooming in the spring. Like, I know that's like very Taurus time of year, but like, <laughs> it is. I really just think that like aesthetic, like the spring aesthetic, you know, and yeah. like all the flowers and like the girly kind of like sensual things, like yeah. the perfumes and all that are just so like Taurus, you know, Taurian. I yeah. yeah. I literally feel alive. Like come spring. I'm like, ah. yeah, it's a good I'm time. A yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. I love that. All right. Who's next? I'll go next, I think. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if if I remember correctly, <laughs> if I'm following. Hayes over here <laughs> writing notes. I did. I have a whole page already. So my ta- my Taurus. My sun sign is Taurus. Yep. My moon sign is Aquarius. Yep. And my rising is Gemini. Yep. You got it. Good job. Yay. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about the Taurus, but like I said, that like solar energy is, you know, very like grounded. You like things that make sense. You don't really like complicated things. Like I always think Taurus is simple, you know, simple pleasure, simple life. Um, you know, like Taurus also rules like money and income. So Mm -hmm. if that's ever been like just a big draw or, or attraction, like finding you know having that stability mm-hmm. of finance that is like a huge part of the Taurus path mm-hmm. so not not a bad thing like I think it's I think it's kind of stigmatized like to want money or to mm-hmm. make money like yeah. especially for women too like mm-hmm. but that's like part of I think the power of Taurus is creating abundance you know material abundance I totally agree with yes, you yes 100% yeah. and I think that's why we align so well mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm always about like, I think of abundance in general, like that's a big thing for me. Like it, when I have something, I'm like, I want to multiply it, right? Like mm-hmm. this podcast or like I have a film degree. I was like, how am I going to use it? Podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I want to do that. 
my job also deals with like I, I don't want to say I'm not gonna say beep 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 that's what we're gonna say yeah <laughs> but it all correlates like everything is yeah just a, yeah I'm like how can I grow it how can I expand oh, it yeah. in that way yeah. I think, uh, so Aries is the first sign. I always think of Aries as like the starter or the idea man. And the Taurus is the one that carries it forward and yeah. like mm. makes it last for like 30, uh, 40 yes, years, yes. you know? I so love like, that. I just think like Taurus is the sustainer, you know? Like it really takes whatever idea and just wants to roll with it. And and I mean, just hello, keep the, building. its sign is a, is a bull. Oh, that yeah. That just charges yes. for it. Yeah. So yeah. I love that about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then your moon in Aquarius is, um, you know, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. It's a very like eccentric, aloof, you know, very different, unique. So, um, I find that like Aquarius moon too is like someone who on the inside maybe feels a little different or maybe just feels like not normal or maybe just, you know, not a traditionalist, like someone who's, you know, a little unconventional in a certain way. Um, and okay with it, you know, like wanting to be different, wanting to be a little rebellious and also feeling like, cause it's the moon sign, you feel comforted by other people who are different, unique, uh, rebellious. So, um, that would be part of your moon sign. And then the rising such is a uh, Gemini and Gemini is a very communication oriented sign. It's ruler of oh Jupiter. So the mind, communication, like right speaking, yes. writing, all of those things. <laughs> come naturally to you uh gemini also rules the hands i'm not sure if you're in like have any manual skills or like things with your hands like hobbies with your hands I or did something like that for a long time mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was a freelance makeup artist for the okay. longest yeah. yeah wow i started yeah. off as a hobby and then yeah. i figured well maybe why not just make money off of it yeah which we touched on already yeah um, and then and I you think also did earrings at one point. And yes. earrings, That's the first thing yeah. That came to mind. Yeah, was, yeah. She would make like hand make earrings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the feather trend was like really big yeah. with the boho chic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this. And also some people talk with their hands. I oh. talk with my hands oh, a little bit, yeah. you know, that's like yeah. part of it too, is that yeah. communication. You talk with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't write fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can always listen back. Yeah. Tell them about it. Okay. I guess I'm next. Yes. Which I know most of it, but it's still fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Okay. I am a Taurus Sun. As I said, Taurus Sun, Virgo Moon, Libra Rising. Oh, yes. So um, we kind of have a repeat because Taurus Sun, Taurus mm-hmm. Sun. So. Um, you know, needing that grounding stability, but your son is in the eighth house, which is actually the house that is all about like, um, it's a very mystical house. It's, it's all about, um, kind of finding the, uh, transformation within your life. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes eighth house can have some negative kind of things or things we don't really want to experience like death and, you know, um, like rebirth also birth death and birth kind of are found together mm-hmm. so um like i think of the idea of like an ego death like that that is where you would find that happening in the eighth house mm-hmm. so things uh like that are mystical or um taboo even like uh the occult or um you know witchcraft or different things that are a little like different than the norm mm-hmm. but are a little bit more uh, spiritual based well, well, I mentioned Aquarius is more 
different than the norm but more socially different so it's like almost like a different domain but they're kind of similar um so the eighth house is more um it also relates to like intimate intimacy with partnerships and joint finances so that could even be something that comes out too Mm -hmm. in your lifetime is having those connections um so it's not like it's interesting because Taurus naturally is opposite of like what that eighth house energy mm-hmm. eighth house would be like Scorpio energy right mm-hmm. so it's almost like you're trying to create a sense of groundedness and security with that Taurus energy in a place that is transforming so mm-hmm. over your lifetime you might have many transformative moments that bring more security and um, assurance to like who you are yeah, I'm constantly, like, I feel like I remain the same, but I'm reinventing myself mm-hmm. over and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what my phase of life is now. This mm-hmm. is what my next phase is. And sometimes I may go back or, like, they intertwine. I'm like, oh, okay, I, it's making more and more sense. Yeah. I'm starting to understand myself a lot more. I mean, yeah. especially learning this, I'm like, this is why I just struggle because I'd be like, why am I not getting it? Yeah. Why are they not getting it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And then the Virgo moon in you is like, you know, wanting to be perfect, mm-hmm. wanting things to be like orderly, you know, wanting, um, wanting like um, control. Like I feel like sometimes Virgo like um, energy like really wants to be in control. But what they need to learn is how to be in flow. Like yeah. I think that's the biggest lesson of Virgo like is like how can you flow when things don't go well? Like when yeah. things Girl, are going awry. I am a yeah. rock in a yeah. lake, a rock in a river. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not moving. Yeah, that's the Taurus in you. Yes. But the Virgo, like, is more like, okay, got to do this, got to do that. Like, uh, even when we were setting up for the podcast, like, you, you're doing lots of things. Like, I feel like that's Virgo energy where oh, yeah. you're doing a lot of stuff, you're staying busy, but you're learning how to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You know, when a problem arises, what's the solution? Mm-hmm. I always think of Virgo as like, problem solution you know like that's the the path for virgo yeah yeah and um yeah trying not to be your biggest critic like i feel like virgos are always like oh like um you know oh i'm not good enough or oh i don't look good but like that's them saying that to themselves it's not like Mm -hmm. everyone else saying that it's It's always yeah it's always Mm -hmm. coming from that inside and then your rising is a libra as as we said you also have Chiron and your North Node in your first house. So that Libra energy, I think, is really prominent for you. You're learning how to be harmonious in relationships with other people, whereas maybe your natural state is a little bit more independent because yes. you have a lot of Aries on the other side. You have oh, your Saturn yep. and your Mars and your South Node. So you're almost more comfortable being independent, and you need to lean more into the codependent or the togetherness the cooperation of libra yeah i'm struggling every day <laughs> but you know i'm learning i'm i'm yeah. more acceptable about it and i think it's definitely because the class and you explaining it to me multiple times mm-hmm. is definitely helping i'm like okay i'm trying to ease into it i'm like all right mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let them handle it i guess yeah i'll ask for help when i need it yeah it's it's a struggle for sure but you know we're getting there. It's all about balance because you don't want to let go of the fact that you are so strongly independent. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to be a leader when you need to. But exactly, you yeah. want to also be able to let go and mm-hmm. let someone else, you know, take lead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Wow. <laughs> you guys have any questions? 
Any you specifics? Know, I, I don't know if I have any specific questions or anything specific like um like to pinpoint. It's just this is more like a visual observation because yeah. I'm looking at my chart mm-hmm. and everything is here. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And this is so empty. Yeah, I was just That's a good question. And I'm like, yeah. why? What does that mean? That's a yeah. great question. A lot I get that question a lot because people are like, like, Oh, my house so is even. empty. <laughs> my, look at my house. Yeah. Like, mine is like all on one side. Oh too. yeah. Okay. okay all right. And mine I feel like I have stuff in like most yeah, yours a little is bit spread everywhere. out. What about yours? Let me see. Can I see? I just want to So I'm like am I spreading oh, myself? Oh, yours is like more spread out too. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So it all depends on really like the time of year you were born and where some of the outer planets are. Because okay. some of the outer planets, like if we're getting to like Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they move so slowly. So mm-hmm. say mm. you were born when you have your sun on that side, like the same sign of those outer planets, you'll have probably like a stellium like this where you have a lot of planets on one side. Got it. Mm. But if you're born on the opposite side of the year, you'll have it a little bit more spread out. Okay. But essentially the the empty houses so that the houses are empty not there's not there's no sign that's empty though because the whole zodiac is essentially goes around the whole wheel right so that the concept is that we actually have all of the signs in our chart they just play out in different ways so um the empty houses just don't have any planets and that means that, you know, whatever house does have planets, that is going to be a particularly important area of life. So it's not like everybody is going to have all 12 sections of our life okay. activated all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind of chaotic, you know, to be <laughs> career focused and then family focused yeah. and then, you know, independent and then a relationship person. And then, you know, like that would be like a lot, you yeah. know, yeah. to handle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually good that, you know, we have kind of a, uh, specific lessons if that makes sense that's kind of like what i'm seeing with your chart like the areas that you have a lot of planets Mm -hmm. that will be like a really important area of life that you need to focus on thank you yeah of course okay Mm. i'm learning i'm learning so i have a question sure is so she isn't a may taurus and i'm Uh april taurus Mm -hmm. okay is there a distinction at with that at all I think that there's not really a distinction between the months, but what there is a distinction is, is between the degrees. Okay. Now that's a little bit nuanced because the months is easier just in general population just to, you know, understand things. But essentially, um, every zodiac sign is divided into 30 degrees and um, astrologers divide those 30 degrees into decans, which are 10 degrees. So the first 10 degrees is like the beginning lessons of that sign. Mm. The middle is like the sustaining lessons, right? Like that middle. And then the end is kind of like the most evolved. And one and the, si- the um, energy that kind of blends into the next one. So you, you're more on the end, right? Uh, yeah, May 11th. So, May 11th. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. you're in the last decan. Mm-hmm. So your energy, like, kind of makes sense because you have that Gemini rising. Like, your energy starts to lead more into the Gemini, whereas yours is a little bit more. Like, you have even more of that uh, Aries energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're, like, more headstrong. You know, mm-hmm. you're more independent, you know, very stubborn, while uh, Hazel is, like, a little bit more adaptable, go with the flow, like, still pretty strong in the way she wants to do things, but... A little bit more, um, you know, go with the flow and just kind of, like, communicate more and, you know, connection more, you know, easier to connect 
Whereas, not that you're not easy to no, connect, okay. but I like, am my not very, child. yeah, okay. you're very like strong headed, very independent, you know, I want to do things my way. So that's the main difference I'd yeah. say is like, you can see how like your, your planets, you have more stuff in Aries and then you have more stuff in Gemini and that makes yes. sense. She's definitely adaptable. Yeah. Which is great. Adaptable yeah. is a great. She's always like, what do you need me to do? What do we got to do? Yeah. How do we do it? Yeah. Even when she doesn't know, she goes, just tell me. I'm like, thank yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. So like with them, it's easy to practice letting them do it. Yeah. And being like, all right, I'll lead this portion and you guys do that part and mm-hmm. then we all take turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. How do you have any questions? Um, yeah, I don't know what some of these things are in here. <laughs> Oh, like yeah, these little like sign. symbols and stuff. Yeah, the inside of the uh, birth chart basically is uh, the lines that represent how the planets are mm-hmm. interacting with each other. Mm. So the individual planet itself will have a certain like quality, mm-hmm. but then how does that interact with other planets? Okay. Um. So like all basically just a general rule is mm-hmm. that all of the blue lines tend to be more easy connections. Okay. And then all of the red lines tend to be a little bit more tense. Now, I I always say that with caution because, like, nothing is black and white in astrology. It's right. all very much nuanced. Like, so even the easy tension could actually be, like, uh, lazy, right? Like, okay. when things are easy, things are comfortable. You're not really putting in effort, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's you so easy. You become kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I think it's um, just information on how planets are interacting. But that can also show you where, you know, you might find a lot of tension. Like what I'm seeing is like your moon is squaring your Saturn. Now that would, I would say, is probably a, a tense alignment. So moon in Libra squaring Saturn in Capricorn. So that moon wants um, relationships, like that harmony, mm-hmm. cooperation, justice, fairness, all mm-hmm. those things are really important. But then Capricorn is like, no business, you know, I want to work, career, like I want to make something of myself, <laughs> but I also am afraid of it. Like mm-hmm. Saturn is more like fear. So it's like you, maybe it's like you struggle between needing things to be harmonious, but then needing to also like work and create something and find the confidence to do that. That makes sense. Yeah. So that <laughs> can be like maybe tense. That's yeah. when you get a chart read from her, you're just like, ha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you live with yeah, me? That's crazy. I get it, right? Yeah. It's it's okay. like open mind. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was it that you mentioned about our sign and her chart? Oh yeah. We so um, oh. both of your sons are in Taurus are actually in um Mari's um seventh house. Now the seventh house is the house opposite the rising. So the rising in the first house is the self, you, you know, who you are and how other people see you. The seventh house is your partnerships, your relationships, uh, people who you you find uh, a gr- good mirror to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both of them are in your relationship house, <laughs> which isn't that yeah, which <laughs> I think she told is me perfect. That. I love that. Oh, I can't wait till you tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> And then your Venus, so Talisa's Venus is the same as Hazel's rising, exact same <laughs> sign and degree. So twenty oh degrees God, Gemini, wow. and you're a twenty she degrees Gemini it. rising. <laughs> yeah. So Venus also is like love relationships. It tends to represent like the the females or the women in your life. So mm-hmm. that feminine energy. So that is a perfect alignment between you two. I love. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about. Uh, empowering women and being friends with them i mean hello i went to two yeah. galentines i'm like i'm tired <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're like this is us the 
Yeah. So I would love for you. I wanted us to talk about um, Saturn Return. Yeah. It's because. I feel that it kind of gives the energy of like this meme you see on TikTok. It's like, oh, your frontal lobe has fully oh, developed. Yep. yep. And it's like you're starting to realize real eyes, real lies, or whatever. <laughs> oh. So, you know, and um, I feel like we may be going into it, or maybe some of us already have. Mm-hmm. So please tell us what a Saturn return is. Sure. So Saturn is one of the planets. Um, in traditional astrology, it actually was the last uh, planet that was used because Saturn is visible with the naked eye. And before the invention of the telescope, they didn't know any other planets beyond Saturn. Mm-hmm. So Saturn in and of itself Saturn is a is really important planet. because it, Yeah, it's iconic, right? <laughs> yeah. It represents the boundary from what we can see and what we can't see. So a lot of what Saturn represents is boundaries, restrictions. Think of like, you know, walls or borders, right? Like that's Saturn, right? Um, And Saturn also creates uh, maturity, responsibility. It wants us to work hard. It wants us to learn challenging lessons. Um, It wants us to mature. That's like the end goal of, of Saturn. So uh, what Saturn return represents is the first time Saturn will come back to the same sign that you were born in. And that takes about 28 to 30 years. Um, So I know Mari and Hazel, you are over 30. So that would be you've already experienced your Saturn return. And then Talisa, you're still waiting for that. Patiently. Um, Yeah, patiently (laughs) waiting. (laughs) Me too, actually. But now you're more prepared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. So essentially, Saturn return is, like I said, end end of 20s, uh, right until about 30 is like the end of the Saturn return. And that tends to be a period of your life where you re- uh, have to go through a lot of lessons or challenges, or you really go through a time where you're maturing yourself. So oftentimes, it's uh, maybe a marriage or a birth or a death or a loss of job or a change of job or a move across the country mm. or oh my any God. of these yeah. major events that kind of shift like your yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking up the dates for you guys since you already had yours. So Hazel, um, you were born with Saturn in Scorpio and your Saturn return was between 2012 and 2014. But specifically 2013, 2014 was probably like the peak for you. Wow. Yeah. Did anything major shift or change yeah. around that time? Yeah. Um, I ended up moving and starting a new job. Okay. And then lost my job and then moved again. <laughs> wow. Yes. All within those like two, three those, years. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, um, and so usually that's a time where maybe things change in terms of the way you think about yourself, the way you approach, you know, your responsibility as an adult, because really when we're in our twenties, like, even though like at 25, 26, we think we're adults, like we're still learning. We still have lessons to learn. Even when we're 30, we're still learning, Mm -hmm. but like at least by 30, you're like, okay, like I pretty much have experienced like a whole a whole bunch of stuff and Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot like I kind of know who I am Mm -hmm. you know and I know how to be a responsible adult you know in society yeah or uh, you know on the the negative end is maybe you have that major consequence at that age you know or maybe you know challenge divorce or whatever you know major Mm -hmm. event might come up too Mm -hmm. so Saturn rewards uh hard work so that's why I always say like you know put in the work do the hard things, do the things you don't want to do mm-hmm. because Saturn will be like, oh, here's the bag, you know, and, and yeah. drop off, drop <laughs> like off the bag. Roll, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah Saturn is karma. So, and then Mari, so your uh, Saturn return was between 2017 and 2020. Mm-hmm. So kind of like that year 2020 was like the very end of it. But you mm-hmm. have Saturn in uh, Capricorn at the very beginning degree. So I would say 2017, 2018 <laughs> was probably more so yeah. the focus yeah. uh, for makes, you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that was when I left, I had left my dad's house. Oh. And lived on my own for a little bit. And yeah. I had just started yeah. a new job in like 2016. 2016 yeah. into 2017. And yeah. 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 That makes perfect sense. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And all that time, we're like, what the hell is going like, on? Is yeah. So much yeah. shit happening. Exactly. Like, Catch a break. <laughs> You're like, I need an egg cleanse. What like, is happening? Crying all the time. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? Oh, makes so much sense. Wow. Yeah. And then, Talisa, you're still waiting for Saturn to go into Aries. So, mm-hmm. currently, we have Saturn in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, almost and, there. Yep. So, yours will be in 2025 uh, to tw- about 2028. Holy But crap. 2026 is, like, kind of the peak That doesn't even sound you. like a real year. Mm, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But we're in 2024, so, like, 2025 is next it's, year. Yeah. It's, it's literally corner, next girl. year. <laughs> oh, we got to pray for her. We're going to revisit this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, but Saturn return, the thing is, it doesn't exactly just hit us one time. Um, obviously, it will hit us maybe twice or three times if we live to like 90 years old. But every seven years, Saturn makes a challenging alignment with your natal Saturn. So as we said, like those alignments, like the aspects in your chart, like mm-hmm. the square. Remember I mentioned the square between your moon and your Saturn. Mm-hmm. So every seven years, Saturn will make a square to or an opposition to your Saturn in your chart. So um, actually, Hazel, um, you have Saturn in Scorpio. That means uh, last year or eh, maybe like 2022, maybe 2023, Saturn made a square to your Saturn. Wow. So that could have been another pivotal time was the last couple years um, between 2020 and 2023 uh, of of change or shift or adaption, you know. I'm screaming inside. Oh. <laughs> I moved. I got engaged. Okay. Then I started a job. Yeah. A new job. And I became a mom to a human and a fur baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So that is a big representation oh. of maturity and responsibility that you took on in that that two good years job. Yeah. yeah good job <laughs> but it was probably easier than that first Saturn return like oh it yeah was, like you learned that like hard lesson then and then the shift seven years later was a little easier probably yeah. oh yeah yeah wow oh i love this yeah oh my i feel like we waited such a long time for this and now it's like Yay! Yeah. <laughs> like, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, yes. it, it was worth waiting for for sure. Yeah. I know they're eating it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's fun to see them experience. Them. And maybe for Talisa, for you, go back to when you were like 19, 20, 21, if there was any major shifts then. My so. parents had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the biggest shift yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that could have been your, sat, your, um, your last square mm-hmm. before your Saturn return. Oh, I think... You said 29. What'd you say again? Say it again. That, like, usually it happens between the ages of 19, oh, 20, ni- 19, 21, 21, maybe 22. Okay, depends yeah, on so yeah. broke up probably around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a little bit after my parents had a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, mm-hmm. Were, those are really two big things yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look at wow. me now. Yeah, and then she's going to wow. be seven. So I literally can track my Saturn return with my sister. Oh, yeah, because she's going to be seven oh. this year. Yeah, so now every seven, I'll, I'll be able what to do that. What year was she born? 2017, November. 2017 right 
Can I like? Um, so 2017, the Saturn was then in um, Capricorn. So that's yeah. So yours was when you when you were 19 or 21. Yeah. So she was. I she was born when I was 21. Yeah. So, so yours, like that's for the end. Your Saturn was squaring her Saturn. Look Not the same, but squaring okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So yours is in Aries, and then Capricorn squares it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look so she wow. has the same as your Saturn wow. in the same cycle. Look at that. Yeah. It's so. <laughs> interesting to hear the dates yeah. and the ages yeah and yeah. then think back because you you can yeah. like pinpoint you're like I oh that's what happened yeah. and remember the feeling yeah. so yeah. vividly mm-hmm. like and like mm-hmm. even at 19 too i think that's when i went to university because i went to community college mm-hmm. and then i left to go oh yeah, yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah. So i went was. away for college mm-hmm. i was actually doing like film stuff broke up got back together broke up got back together broke up girl yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's a what do they call it? It's a canon event. Like, yeah, it just oh, happens. Yeah. So you have like, to go through. Thank God I did it early. We're mm-hmm. good. We're good. Can I tell you the craziest thing that happened for me? The last Please. Saturn Square. Yes, I got my birth chart. Literally the day I received my birth chart and looked at it for the first time, Saturn was squaring my Saturn. Like, oh my exactly. God. That's <laughs> no so cool. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like when I looked back, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it was like exactly on the, <laughs> on that day. I love that. That I is know. awesome. I was like, wow. I mean, yeah, I love looking at <laughs> That's a gift like, from Saturn. Yeah. Gift of knowledge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So let me see what I want to ask Max. Well, we have the birth chart here of our podcast. Oh yeah, Ooh, let's look at is that. There anything you want to? Okay, let's see. From what I can read here, our podcast—the first episode—that's when we officially were a podcast. Mm-hmm. We have a Libra Sun, mm-hmm. a Gemini Moon, and a Libra Rising. Mm-hmm. Wow, which makes a lot of sense. We got double Libra Risings in the house yep. already. So, and it seems like this is like a, a, a partnership podcast. It's, mm. it's something you guys do together. So that unity, that partnership. Um, but Libra by itself is also very socially oriented. Like mm-hmm. I always think of like, cause you guys talk about different social topics. Like mm-hmm. I always think about Libra as like the social butterfly mm-hmm. or like the one that, you know, like pop culture, like the one who's mm-hmm. interested in like being popular and like. Maybe not you guys are interested in being popular, but like oh, I am. you talk about you talk about popular things. I need right? to meet Joe Sanagato. I yeah. need to meet like I need to meet other podcasters. It's, I need yeah. I'm manifesting it. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the moon in Gemini, you know, is like uh go with the flow, you know, communication. Like that's a great podcast, I would say, moon sign to be in because mm-hmm. you guys just like keep it light, you know, keep it easy, you know, mm-hmm. don't stress too much and um maybe c- the way you guys approach things, like when you have issues or emotions, like you just talk it out. Like mm-hmm. that's a good sign for just talking things out, you know, not holding grudges, you know, just like communication is really big there. Um, and then let's see what else. The Jupiter of this chart is in Sagittarius. So like expanding your mind, learning about different cultures, Ooh. different ideas, um, you know, philosophies, all that stuff is important. Um, the Venus sign is in Scorpio and also the Mercury. So the way you guys communicate on the podcast, maybe you bring up deep topics. The Scorpio is like, you know, the darkness of life or, you know, the things that are like a little bit more um, like intimate or like uh, deep, you know, in thought and, um, you know, so I like that. And let's see what else. Uh, Mars is also in Libra. So this is when uh 
when Mars is in Libra, it doesn't really like to be in Libra because Mars is all about the masculine energy, like asserting yourself mm-hmm. and being aggressive. But Libra is so accommodating and so nice. So that, I mean, I would say that's a nice uh, sign for cooperation, but maybe also like the, um, sometimes it's hard to like initiate things or maybe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, like I'm indecisive. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. I mean, we've changed locations for, for shooting this thing multiple times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like it kind of works out, you know, we're adaptable. We all try to figure that out. And then it's like, I finally am adding a visual element. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this, this helps. I'm like, all right, (laughs) what's the key to success here? You have any tips? Key to success? Yeah. Um, anything Really, the chart that you started your podcast has a lot of all of the elements. Like, I I like that because it's very balanced. Like, you got got air, you got water, you got earth, you got fire. Um, So, really, I think... Okay, Avatar. Yeah. I'm like, like, just keep the balance. Like, keep it light. You know, that's the air. Mm -hmm. Keep it deep. That's the water. Mm -hmm. Right? Keep it practical. If it's not making sense, don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know? And then the fire is like, keep the energy, like make it exciting, make, you know, make it interesting for you guys. And really like, I I think you guys executed it on a perfect day because it just seems like it's aligning with all of your charts in such a good way. So much. It's so affirming because just like you said, to keep it light and if it's not working, then like don't do it. Yeah. I, my Virgo moon popped out. Yeah. Like when we start doing it again at home and I'm like, this needs to be perfect. No, we don't. Yeah. We're doing fine the way we are. We and everyone yeah. says we all we already have great connection. Yeah. So yeah. like we don't have to work for that. So I'm like, why am I making everything else harder on myself? Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. just me. That's, that's my the Virgo perfectionist. Mood. And yeah, yeah. Saturn was in Capricorn uh, when you guys started, and same with Pluto. So that's pretty. That's like I want to I want to make something that lasts. You know, yes. and that's a lot of pressure. Like to to think about okay, how's this gonna last for thirty years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I that's think a lot like oh my god, what if we all move different cities? I'm like, how are we gonna do it? Yeah. yeah I got, I'm like, I have to figure that out now, just in case. Yeah. Why am I worried about that right now? <laughs> yeah, girl. I'm not going to New York. you. You want to yeah. be prepared, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's like ins, ifs, or buts, or what ifs, should I, could I, would I, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you also don't want to wait till the last minute where, like, God forbid it does happen and some one of us does move or we're just not available and it has to be done, like, yeah. virtually, then we adapt through, like, using technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I like the way you think. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to research, but you know, I'm not going to put too much pressure on it. No, no. <laughs> Excuse me. That was I also so nice. think too, like social media, like I think of Gemini social media. So like that could be also like a really strong part of your podcast is like yeah. having that social media connection mm-hmm. and building that. Yeah. I got to do that more. Yeah. I love when I post and people are like, you guys are still doing the podcast? Yeah. 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 But it's because I'm not, we're not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do it. We're vibing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my There's God. nothing wrong with that. I also feel like we we talk so much about it, not only just with us, but like our friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets to a point where it's just like, okay, we know who supports us. Yeah. And let them continue to support us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have to shove it down their throats, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're still doing it. We talk about it. It's something that we it started off as a hobby, something fun to do. And of course we want to grow and make it, you know, bigger than what it is. Mm -hmm. And we're getting there. We're still practicing, you know, certain things and learning certain things. And it's just like, yeah, we're still doing it, but I also don't want to have to necessarily remind you. Like that part is the part that it's just like, if you support me, we'll know. Yeah. 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 Well, I find with executing, yeah, executing anything, consistency is key. 
Like, right. it's good, I think, that you guys have all the air in that podcast chart because, like, that keeps it light and probably not as much pressure. Yeah. But also, you know, the consistency part is really where you guys will thrive, you know? And yeah. it doesn't have to be consistent for a month or a year to see the progress. It's probably going to take many years, you know, yeah. to really mm-hmm. see that progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the Capricorn, you know, yeah. pathway is is like 10-year plan, you know, 15-year oh, plan. Oh, I have a Capricorn yeah. bestie. 30-year plan. <laughs> Girl, he moves yeah. very slow. And I'm like, yeah. it works for him now, you know? I'm just like, wow, like, how is it even happening for you? And I I don't see the work in the 10, 10 15 years yeah. I've known him. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. He gets it. I, I, I kind of procrastinate a lot, like, mm-hmm. with when I have to do certain tasks. Mm-hmm. And I always think in my head, like, pressure makes diamonds. Yes. Like, that mm-hmm. saying, pressure mm-hmm. makes diamonds. So I always put a lot of pressure on myself at the end and then, you know, execute it really Oh, my quick. God. My friend does that, too. Oh, yeah. my God. You guys would. <laughs> he's but like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, he's like, um, I got a job. I'm doing this. I'm working out. I'm intermittent fasting. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so much. To, he's like, I need something to do. I'm like, yeah. What? Well, Saturn, uh, Capricorn rules Saturn and Saturn rules time. So mm-hmm. that idea of like mm-hmm. waiting, mm-hmm. waiting it out, waiting to execute, you know, knowing the timing of certain things, mm-hmm. that's going to be really important. Yeah. Is figuring out that timing. Mm. Yeah. And I'm impatient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's all pod- the Aries in your chart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our podcast is how old? 20, 18, no, 20, 21, 22, 24, five, five years old five years? this yeah. year. This yeah. year, yes. Yeah. Yes. So we're getting there. Actually, yeah. so uh, right? so your Saturn in the podcast was 14 uh, Capricorn. And this year, Saturn will be at 14 Pisces, which makes a 60-degree angle to your Saturn, which is a very positive alignment. We call that a sextile. When and is that happening? That would be this spring. Okay. Um, yeah. In a couple months. So You're going viral, baby. Yeah, so that's actually a good time. Like that's a probably a good marker to find like more success is okay. this like spring, this like coming year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love using astrology to affirm my beliefs. Because mm-hmm. like you're apprehensive and you're like, I have this dream. Is it making sense? Is yeah. is it is the hard work going to pay off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that part. I, I of course I don't use it to be like, what color am I wearing today? Where do I have to be? I not yeah. to the exact yeah, no. degree. Because, I mean, like, then you're not really living life. You're just yeah. letting life live you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's nice and really affirming. Thank you so much for oh, that. Oh, yeah. That, like, I know we're doing a great job, and I know that success and whatever is going to come out of it is going to be fruitful and great. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, are we sure? Is it just me? Am I being yeah. delusional? Yeah. <laughs> we love to say we're delulu. This year is definitely all about that. So yeah. if that's what helps us get there, I will continue to be delusional. Well, Pisces is a little delulu, so. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Big that. dreamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. I love that. Anything else, guys? Any other questions? This was so much fun, yeah. wasn't it? it? It just felt so affir- reaffirming, like, to, oh, not only on a personal level, but in a, in a group setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To hear everything that we've, like, probably thought or hoped for yeah 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 awesome i was yeah. so glad that you're here me Thank too you. yeah have to come back. of course yeah. i'd love to come back it was such an honor to have you where can people find you uh well i have my website capricorastrology.com and i'm also on instagram capricora.astrology so you can find me on there um, I teach uh, on my website. I teach <laughs> online, but I also do like in person classes and workshops in New Jersey. So she's awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me of on course. here. Of course. Thank you so much. And guys, we will be back next week 
to regretfully talk about Love Is Blind. I promise. We'll we'll be back. Yeah. I'll be caught up by then. I feel like that, I feel like that show need a birth chart because it does. It does. Yes. Oh my lord, Jesus! <laughs> the yes. poor things.